0: Hi, my name is David Siegler, and welcome to my podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to my podcast. I've got a really, really interesting topic to talk to you about today, and it's really, really vital if you're trying to build your deal packaging business in the community today. It's something that comes up all the time. I'm going to help you move forward with it. It is, when is an investor an investor? When does somebody who showed interest in your deals actually become one of your investors? And it's absolutely critical to get this right. Otherwise, you can spend a lot of time running around on false errands, uh, wasting your time and not making any money. And this is about making the money. So in order to uh, just give us some points of reference, I'm going to reference a very nice lady who's done our training recently. She's new to property. She's just gone through this process that I'm going to share with you in this next half hour or so, uh, defining what her investor is and how to build a working relationship with more than one in her case Uh, and how she did it and how I talked her through it. And it's a really interesting process. So I thought you might be interested to hear. Don't waste your time running around. Let's get some investors uh, signed up and on your team. So this is what happened. I got a phone call Uh, David, David, help me. Uh, I went out looking for investors. I found some investors. What do I do now? Well, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool, really. How did she find them? Uh, We're going to talk about that in other episodes, but it's uh, pretty much copy and paste stuff. And uh, what I like about this lady, what I work about working with this lady, is that she does exactly what we tell her to do. You know, she keeps it very simple. She doesn't overcomplicate it. She doesn't let the outside world creep in and uh, alter and make it more complex than it really is. It's very, very simple. So she did traditional network marketing, uh, marketing at network meetings, property meetings, business meetings, all of that sort of stuff. I'll be talking about that in later podcasts. She also did some online marketing of her business. In the property world, on the property forums, you may even have seen her stuff. If you're a progressive forum member, you would have seen <coughs> her posts. And uh, this is what happened. I got the phone rang one day and said, David, David, help me. I've got a couple of investors, but they're not investors yet. And uh, they're interested in my deals. They want more information. Shall, how, much should I, how much shall I tell them? How much do I share? What do I do? Uh, they're asking me for postcodes, but you know I don't really know these people yet. So uh, okay, we took a step back, we 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 calmed down. We we thought this was very very good news, and we have to talk about how much we give and how much we don't give, and when does an investor absolutely become an investor? And I think it's very very important that you have to at this point either meet your investor or on this occasion meeting wasn't practical because one of the investors lived in London. <coughs> my uh, my friend Karen, it's my friend Karen who we're talking about and her property adventure. Uh, she lives in the north of England. So it was much easier to talk on FaceTime or Skype. And I think they had that conversation. But I think it's really important to go face to face, to actually put a face to a name at this point. So if you've got an investor who's watched your activity online, who's seen you as a competent, intelligent, hardworking, busy, committed person, somebody who's got clarity and their business is sourcing and packaging deals, investors will watch you and then they will come to you. They will ask, oh, could I have a look at one of your deals? You know, but they're not investors at this point. At this point, they're, Just having a look at you, how you run your business, how you respond, how quickly you respond, all of this stuff is very, very important. And what I like about working with Karen, she does exactly what we ask her to do. I mean, she's a very bright lady, don't get me wrong. She has life experience in other fields, but new to property, she's invested in us and she's doing what we tell uh, tell her to do, and uh, she follows it to the letter. Fantastic, hats off to you. Um... And what I like, she actually said to me, the thing I like about working with you, David, is you make the training, it's, it's like painting by numbers. You know, if I just follow the numbers and fill in the, the gaps, everything happens. And I thought that was really nice. I've not heard that before. I thought that was really, really cool. So we had to move her forward. How are we going to move her forward? So when is an investor an investor? Have they actually engaged your services? I don't think anyone is going to engage your services until you've built the personal rapport. And I, in my world, that means meeting face-to-face. So I will drive across the country to meet an investor. <clears throat> my role in my deal packaging business today is investor-facing. That is what I do. I don't get the fun bit anymore of doing viewings and going and seeing uh, estate agents and doing direct-to-vendor stuff and all that sort of thing. I, I, I've um, leveraged that now. I don't do it, but I quite enjoy that stuff. Uh, but my role is investor-facing. So, uh, you know, you, many of you know I live out in Brighton. I can hop on the train go up to London. Many of our investors are based in London. I can spend a bit of time explaining who we are and what we do and stuff like that. In this particular case, uh, Karen did it online. She did it via Skype or FaceTime. They had a conversation. And um, we have to get to the point where we explain to the investor that this is our business. This is our livelihood. This is what we do, right? And this is how we generate our income. So this is serious now. If Mr. Mrs. Investor, you want to go to the next step, then we, we have to... There have to be rules of engagement. I wouldn't use that term. But there have to be rules of engagement where you have to acknowledge that I am your go-to guy or go-to girl, depending who you are, in this area to find you deals. I want to increase your wealth. I want to find you really, really good deals, right? But if you're not going to trust me to uh, go out and represent you, talking to estate agents, vendors, looking for deals that meet your criteria, I need to know what your criteria are, then we're not going to have a relationship, and I'm sure you can understand that. We go back to the element of fear. So friends are fearful of asking these sort of direct questions because they're worried they're going to get a negative answer. And sometimes you have to go through that. You know, sometimes potential investors, in inverted commas, are tire-kicking. They're just wasting your time. They're trying to get something for nothing. They really, really are. But I would never send a postcode, specific postcode, to an investor unless I was formally engaged by them. And that can be verbal. It doesn't have to be a contract signed, right? It doesn't. A lot of my business is done on a handshake, 99.9% of the time the handshake suffices but you know what if I did it all in contracts right again 99.9% of the time the contract would suffice am I going to sue anyone who breaches my contract no I'm not going to do that but we'll both know and I'll never work with them again and uh, that's how that's how we roll so that served me pretty pretty well I mean I've done over 250 deals now how many times have I not been paid once once you know and i could have wandered around kicking furniture and getting upset and you know going on facebook and talking about no i wouldn't do that but um i didn't i just moved on and uh you know i know they know at some point our paths will cross again and i won't be able to help next time that's how it rolls So when is the investor an investor? When have they engaged your services? When do you know you're the go-to person in your area? You've got to talk about your fees. Your fees are the next thing on the list. Now, if it's a real investor, if they're serious about building a property portfolio and working with you, they are not going to have any issue with you raising your fees. They're not. And you need to raise your fees with them because people need to know you're going to charge for what you do. And um, there's no reason to charge exorbitantly for what you do, but proper property investors who understand the time commitment and uh, the connections that you've built, and if they're off patch, say they're... So in this particular instance, uh, Karen's investors were in and around London. She's in the north of England. She needs to provide a hands-free service or as virtually as hands-free as you can get. So you're going to need contractors. You're going to need letting agents. You're going to need everything you need to run a property portfolio successfully in the north of England. And Karen's going to provide that. So can you provide a hands-free service? So you've met them face-to-face or you've met them online. You've had the conversation. It's time to talk about your fees. And you need a commitment fee at this point do not do any more running around do not send the postcode of the specific property until you've got a commitment fee committed and paid and just explain like this this is what i would say this is what i do mr investor mrs investor you know you are going to invest uh, in this wonderful city in the north of england or might be the other way around in the south of england probably, I need to know exactly what your criteria are. So we need to have a conversation about what you're trying to achieve, what your goals, aspirations are, what your exit strategies are, what your financial criteria are. You may have money in the building society earning at this time virtually nothing, right? We can transform that, put it into a bricks and mortar asset, which uh, over time will go up, we hope. Uh, It... um, It'll go up in terms of the capital. It'll stop the blood flow that inflation at 3% a year is causing to uh, your capital at this time. But also, what this is about is cash flow, right? Any investment has to cash flow. So instead of getting 0% on the money invested, you're going to get whatever the deal is, 10, 15, 20, 30% maybe return on your capital employed. Right. And that depends where you are and what you're doing and what the strategy is. Okay, Now, in order to do that, Mr. Investor, Mrs. Investor, um, I need you to retain my services. This is how it rolls. And I'm just plucking these figures out the air. Whatever the figures are for a deal, they're your figures. But the average deal, the average deal fee in 2018, I am reliably informed, is around £5,000, just over £5,000. So let's take five grand as the figure. My fee for this type of deal, Mr. Investor, is going to be £5,000. What I need from you, uh, I need, day one, is some information because I'm professional and I'm regulated and I need this stuff in order to do a proper professional job for you. I need to confirm your ID. I need your proof of address. I need proof of funds from you. If I'm going to go around and make offers on your behalf, and that's what we're talking about here, Uh, offers on your behalf, then I need to know that you can back it up and you've got the funds in place. Right, so I need you to send me all of that stuff. Um, I also need you to note uh, note that my fees are, at this point, if you're going to take on my services to find you this property, uh, my total fee would be five grand. I need a £1,500 commitment fee now and uh, the balance of the £5,000 when we conclude the legals now I'm going to pause team if you're listening there out there in uh, property world because I need to clarify this I have plucked these figures out the air every deal is different my deal fees are much higher than that you might be a bit lower than that um and I will tell you that on this occasion first time out um Karen was a little bit nervous about pitching her fees she was we had a whole conversation about it and um As a rule of thumb, in our deal packaging training, we never, ever, ever ever charge less than £3,000 for any deal anywhere in the UK today, ever. You've got to value yourself minimum at that level. Do not charge less. She was a little bit uncomfortable about it, first time out. You know, so she was talking about um, putting a sort of a deal together for her investor that the total fee was about three grand but she broke it down so she was going to ask for 2100 pounds. So a packaging fee and then sort of a um, project management fee of 800 quid on top of that and and when i say project management all that was required on this particular property was painting and decorating. that was it right so there's no bashing walls about this is not a big project management job Right, Uh, because many of us, that's a very technical term, project manager, and many of us are not equipped to do it. We're not. Um, So basically, to get a painter and decorator in, she was going to charge an extra £800. I kind of went with it on the phone. You know, we we had several phone calls the day that she had these conversations with her investors. You know, it it was quite interesting, um, quite an interesting thing to do for me. Because I hadn't done this for many, many years. You know, I do this now as a matter of course. I so just say what it is, right? But doing it for the first time, I hadn't covered this ground for a long time. And, you know, I was really interested to see how it went. And I didn't want her to charge... I wanted her to charge five grand, however we put that together. She didn't want to charge five grand. Um, so she went back to her investor. And I believed... What she was going to present was £2,100 for the fee and £800 for getting the painter and decorator in and introducing to a letting agent. That was what I believed she was going to do. She was going to call me at the end of the conversation. The phone call didn't come. She kept me waiting. She did. Um, She messaged me, said she'd call me in an hour. I thought, what is going on? Has she ducked here? Is she having last-minute thoughts? Stuff like that. Finally... A triumphant message followed by a phone call. And this is what she did. She thought about it long and hard. And she thought she values herself higher than the sort of figures we've been talking about. <laughs> I valued her higher than the sort of figures she'd been talking about. So what she went back was uh, she, she asked for £4,000 as a packaging fee. Plus another £1,000 for getting the painter and decorator in. Five grand in total. And uh, if the property investor would send her £1,500 as a commitment fee today, she'll get she'll get the ball rolling. She'll go on on his behalf and get the thing moving. So <clears throat> this is how it went. Investor number one, because she had two investors. We we're having very similar conversations about two. Investor number one never batted an eyelid. Just said, Karen, that's fine. I'm going to send you everything you need. Let's get this stuff moving, Right investor number two hesitated oh that's bad when that happens on the phone when they hesitate like that so she wasn't sure this was going to end well at all uh, and he said I'll, I'll, i'm gonna have a think about it i'll uh, i'll come back to you maybe i'll call you tomorrow what was how was that going to end we didn't know the bottom line was the following day the investor came back the second investor came back and said okay let's do this uh, i think your terms are very very fair let's get this on the road so this stuff works, team. You know, just you just got to be brave enough. Uh, and coming back to courage, and courage throughout these podcasts is becoming a common thread, overcoming fear of asking the difficult questions. Maybe we we don't ask enough difficult questions in life generally, but certainly in, in deal packaging, when you're just starting out, you haven't got the self-belief, you haven't got the self-confidence, you're feeling a bit of fear, you're feeling a bit of nervousness, you'd tend to undervalue your, what you bring to the table, even though you knew. um, What you really, really need to do is value yourself and ask the question. Karen asked the question twice to two different investors. She held her breath. She didn't know what was gonna happen. First one made it easy for her, said, that's cool, Karen, let's get going. The second one had to sleep on it. And that's cool too. You know, the investors are different. People are different. We all respond differently in different situations. So when is an investor an investor? An investor is an investor when they've engaged your services, when you've had a meeting, either online or face-to-face, when you've clarified what their goals, aspirations, financial criteria, other criteria are, exit strategies, what they need from you. Do they need hands-free? Are they looking for bigger returns than you can get? Can you offer bigger returns than they think they're going to get? Um, Are they uh, mortgage-driven investors? There's nothing wrong with buying the investment with a mortgage. 70% of investors plus buy with a mortgage. There's nothing wrong with that. But you have to know up front, especially if you're sourcing from estate agents, you have to know whether you've got a cash investor or a mortgage investor. And Estate agents won't mind so long as you provide the appropriate proof. So for a cash investor, you need proof of funds. I need something from you, Mr. Investor, Mrs. Investor, that shows you've got sufficient funds available in your bank, in your investment fund, in your savings account, whatever it is you're going to send me. If you're a cash purchaser, I need to show that you've got the cash. Now, here's the thing I need to see. I need your name on it. I need the total amount of money that is sufficient to buy this deal at the bottom of the statement. I need a date. It's got to be in the last three months, otherwise it it really doesn't count. So it's got to be fairly recent. I don't mind you redacting all the other bits and pieces, any of those weird subscriptions that you got by direct debit or standing, you can cross all those out, no one's interested in them, right? We just want to see name, date, and the amount of money at the bottom of the statement. If... You're going to buy on a mortgage that's totally cool right i need something from your broker do you have a broker can i introduce you to a broker we can get this on the road i need something from your broker that you are mortgageable that we can move forward in due course and that's how this stuff rolls so i hope that's been helpful once you've got to that point once you're having those conversations with anyone who purports to be an investor and they go with you on it, and they give you the bits of paper you need and the encouragement you need, then you have an investor. That person is now an investor, and you can go and work for them, find them the properties they need that increase your wealth. That is the process. I went through it with Karen very recently. It's the same process I would go through with any of you. So I hope this helps. Go out and find people who want to invest in you, in your property business in what you're doing um, i'll come back with some more top tips on how you can move forward in your deal packaging business or your property business full stop you know working with investors applies to almost every single strategy in property today i hope it's been helpful i'll see you very soon thank you for listening i am david siegler see you on the next episode